become and grow into mature disciples of Jesus. We believe a disciple should seek God, belong to community, and serve the world. Seek, belong, and serve. I'd like to welcome any guests who are here with us today, whether in person or online. If this is your first time here physically, we'd like to give you an Oasis coffee mug. If this is your first time that you've joined us online, please let us know by filling out a connection card in the Connect With Us tab on our website, which is www.celebratethejourney.org. For those of you who are here, um, you can find the connection cards on the back table in the center. We don't ask for the information on these cards to pester you too much, but to give you some important information about Oasis in order to help you decide if this is where God wants you to fellowship. If you have any questions today about anything, before you leave, just ask anybody. If they don't know the answer, they will direct you to somebody who does know. The connection cards can also be used to sign up to receive our weekly email with a link to our newsletter, or you can text the keyword newsletter to the number on the screen. The email is the best way to keep up to date on everything that's going on at Oasis during the week. There's a prayer box on the back table to the right under the lamp. If you have a prayer request that you don't feel comfortable sharing with somebody in person, you can write that uh, prayer request on a card and put as much information as you'd like, your name, or keep it anonymous, whatever you want to do. Um, those cards will be collected and they'll be prayed over for the, uh, by a small team of dedicated prayer warriors. Um, also, if you do fill out those cards and you have an update on that, we would appreciate maybe an update in the, on a card just so we know um, uh, how God is answering our prayers. If you have a prayer request online, um, you can visit our uh, prayer page and you can uh, choose to, I've lost my place. Uh, <laughs> There's also a prayer page on our website where you can fill out a prayer request. Unless otherwise noted, these prayer requests are kept in the strictest of confidence. Please put on the card if uh, it's open to everybody and we'll make sure that that happens. If you need prayer today, there'll be uh, me up here <laughs> and maybe some others uh, willing to pray for you. Um, we believe that prayer is important and that um, we can't do things alone. We need the support of prayer. Speaking of prayer, we gather together for community prayer in the sanctuary here on the first Tuesday of every month at 7 p.m. This is an opportunity to build community as well as experience the power and presence of God. Our next community prayer is August 3rd. We believe that supporting the church by the giving of tithes and offerings is a biblical truth whether you're here in the sanctuary or sitting at home if you are here with us there is a joy box on the wall by the double doors over there uh, where you can place your tithes and offerings if you are at home you can mail your tithes and offerings to the church building or you can click on the give tab on the website and set up a one-time or recurring or maybe you're offering fight winning the battles that most that matter most by Greg Groschel. For women, this month's offering is Brave Enough by Nicole Eunice.
Um, due to unforeseen circumstances, Children's Church will not be held today, so everybody stays here, and uh, you can all get to listen to Dennis. So here he is. Yes, man, hang on. Uh, they're over there. Um. Amen. Amen. Let me pray. Father, um, we thank you that you give us grace and mercy to start each day. But I pray that that grace and mercy doesn't end on us, but that we become people of grace and mercy. But in that grace and mercy that we would stand for the truth, of the gospel of who you are and that we would push back against the darkness so this morning I pray that the words of my mouth the meditation of my heart is acceptable in your sight my rock and my redeemer amen amen so I was uh, thinking this past week I, I think a lot um, I would encourage you all not to think as much as I think or you will find yourself as a member of Think A Lot Anonymous, where we try to um, not think so much. I'm going to pull up my. Uh, what am I doing here? Oh. Somewhere in here is my app. Oh, there it is. Sorry for the delay. I'm actually not sorry. You too, Bex. All right, here we go. Um, so yeah, so I've been thinking a lot just just about um, culture and about church and about Christianity and Christians and and how things have kind of changed over over the years and especially in this past year for the church, I think. Um, and I was I was thinking about like the past couple months of preaching and, and how I'm, I'm an exegetical preacher. I like to go through books of the Bible. This way I don't have to be creative about things and I preach the full counsel of God. Well, he has put a stop to that for this season and um, sometimes he keeps me right on the edge of, okay, I need something for Sundays coming. And um, so I've been thinking about the direction of, of everything and, and, and culture and society and church and Christians and non-Christians. And, and, and I think, I think my, my focus has been, for the reason for my focus through the you know, um, no compromise, the, those couple um, sermons, I want, us to, I want us to understand where the fight is. I want us to understand where our battle is. Because if we don't understand it, then we may fight against things that we don't have to fight against. If we don't understand the battle that we're in as church, as Christians, 
then, then we, then we're, we're going to focus on the wrong things. And by focusing on the wrong things, we're going to do battle with the wrong things and possibly even look down on the wrong things or even grow to hate the wrong things, all in the context of fighting this battle that we're in. Next couple weeks, I don't think it's going to be... Um, new for some for some it might be very new but we're, we're I, what I want us to get to and to understand um, this battle and I want us to know what our weapons are to fight in the battle I want us to focus on the correct things because if if we're not focused on the correct things we can cause division where division has never been needed if we're not focused on the correct things then we might become complacent in things that are of the utmost importance for our good for the good of the church for the good of, of our witness as followers of Jesus and for the good of the world who needs the light of Christ to push back against this darkness and so what I'm gonna do is I want to read the entire text we're gonna look at this morning and then we'll go back and we'll kind of unpack it Ephesians 6 verses 10 through 12 says finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. There's a lot of stuff kind of going on in these three verses, and we're actually going to look at them in reverse. We're going to start in 12, jump back to 11, and then kind of finish up with, with 10. But, but, but understand that in our culture, in our society, um, we're, we, we've become very um, materialistic. And so sometimes in that mindset, and all that mindset brings... Um, the supernatural kind of gets pushed off to the side because everything is in the physical, in the now, in what makes me feel good, my truth, your truth. There, there's, there's no such thing as my truth. There's only the truth and my opinion. That's just, I won't charge you for that one. But anyway, I digress. Um, and, and so, and, and so there, when we think about spiritual warfare or spiritual battle, there's two extremes that we can fall into that we want to avoid. One extreme is, is there's really no such thing. Like, the devil is really just a man-made um, concoction to put a label on something that's bad. And, and, we've, and we've kind of, we kind of um, PG-13 the devil. We put him in a, in a red suit with a tail and a pitchfork with funny ears. And there's nothing funny about that. But, but, but there's, there's this um, uh, almost a disbelief in the spiritual battle. And then there's the other side, which is there's a devil behind every person that I don't agree with, every headline that I don't like, everything that goes wrong with my life is because a demon is attacking me. And so we give too much credit to the enemy. So we have to find a, a very good balance. The biblical worldview tells us this, that we are in a battle and each and every one of us are soldiers in that battle that we, um, we have an enemy that, that comes against us each and every day. In fact, Paul's going to explain the battle a little bit to us. Maybe not today. Mo, can you go forward? Or Dana, can you go forward one? Thanks. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Three points we need to glean from what Paul is describing this battle as. First, it's supernatural. 
the battle that we're in is supernatural. So that means, ready for this? It's not against the Republicans. It's not against the Democrats. It's not against our political leaders. It's not even really against our cultural leaders. It's a supernatural battle. It's not against their ideology, my ideology. They're over there, their ideology. It is supernatural, which means that it's, it's kind of out of our lane a little bit. It's supernatural, and so it's way bigger, way bigger than we can see or experience here and now. The second is um, the battle is personal. The word, the word we wrestle, um, we wrestle against flesh and blood. The, the word wrestle uh, has a meaning of, of hand-to-hand combat. This is not about arrows and bows and arrows and spears and and um, you know catapults with rocks and things like that. This is like. This is like mortal hand-to-hand combat. You can smell your enemy's breath. That's how close. This is the battle we're in. It's a personal battle. And the last is we are filled with uh, ignorant arrogance. I'll put it that way. If we think that we can fight this battle alone. If we think that we got this without the things of God. So what this tells me is that's the fight we're in is stronger than we are. The fight that we're each one of you is a soldier in this battle, whether you like it or not. And you're either winning or you're losing. There's no I'm I'm maintaining my own grounds. Either we're winning or we're losing. We cannot fight it with our own strength. We cannot fight it with our own wisdom. If we do, we will lose. I guarantee it. So our understanding has to be clear that we as Christians, we are in uh, a supernatural battle that is both personal and it's futile without God. It's futile fighting it without the presence of God in our lives. And if you're not convicted of that, if you, if you don't believe that, um, you're not going to succeed. You're not going to make it out alive, they say because this is real. We have to remove all of our our religious restraints and get our religion off us and dig deep into the revelation and the wisdom that the Spirit gives to us and not what we can just drum up in our own in our own brains. You see, you see against flesh, it's not against flesh and blood, but rulers against authorities, against cosmic powers, against uh, over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil. Satan, well, let, me, let me just say, uh, this battle that we, we fight, um, it's not on our, it's not in our lane, it's not in our plane, it's not, um, it, it's not something that we can readily see. It takes place in this heavenly realm. Now, it's not the heavenly realm where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, and we are seated with Christ in that heavenly place, but it is in this supernatural realm that we can't see, we can't interact with as easily as, said, those demonic forces do, but they are there. And so that affords them uh, great power manifesting here in the physical. The list Paul puts out here um, I don't believe he's just kind of making up words to describe things. It's a, it's a listing of almost a hierarchy of evil. Like you got your rulers, you got your cosmic powers, you got your spiritual forces, you got a couple authorities in there. So there's, there's this well-defined uh, army that's coming against the church and against us. It's, it's the battle that we fight in every single day. 
Now, understand this. Satan and all his minions, they are a powerful foe. But, and they, and they operate in that heavenly realm, but they are infinitesimally small in comparison with our God. They are still created beings. They are finite. Our God is infinite. We win, ultimately, but man, the, the battle is real today. Satan cannot be in all places at all times, knowing all things. He's created. But sometimes, I gotta admit, it feels like he is everywhere all the time, influencing everything. Our God is bigger. Our God is bigger. But at this point in our human history, at this point, this is what the scripture tells us. First John, we know that we are from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. And then in Ephesians 2, in which you once while following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. This is the focus of our fight. It's not our friends, it's not our neighbors, it's not even the people that, that don't like you anymore because you've taken some stand on either side of whatever fence you chose to take a stand on. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against powers, authorities, darkness. So we wrestle in hand-to-hand -hand combat. I want to tell you this, Satan and the demonic, they have no conscience, no compassion, no remorse, no moral. The enemy feeds on our pain, our anguish, he feeds on filth. That's who our fight is against. We fight against an entity where there is absolutely nothing redeemable in him. Now, he has been honing his skills, his methods. What's, what's going on with this? Is it? He's been honing his methods and his skills since the beginning of time. I'm not good at, at physics, but I love physics. Like, I love the ideas. I had 
Satan has millennia upon millennia studying God, knowing God. He knows exactly what buttons to push in your life. He knows exactly what to whisper in your brain. He knows exactly who to pit against you that's going to do you the most damage. See, his attacks aren't just generalized. His attacks are extremely personal. He knows us. He knows us. And he's coming, and that's the way he, he, he's always just kind of, um, again, it's not just him. Like, I don't think Satan is interested in me very much. He goes after the big wigs, but the demonic knows us. Paul says in uh, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, that the enemy can pose or disguise himself as an angel of light. And that, and, and he goes on to say that it should be no surprise then that his servants can disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. This is, this is our battle. This is our focus. That even our enemy could look like God. He has a, the demonic has a really interesting way of adding just a little truth to the lie to make the lie seem very feasible. Like, yeah, that makes, that makes sense. And, and, and again, like we talked about, it's just slow road to compromise, a little at a time, a little, a little bit of lie within the truth, a little leaven, the whole bread, the whole dough, the whole batch. One of Satan's best tricks for us, one of his biggest lies, is to get us to doubt the goodness of God. We sang about it again this morning, um, God's goodness. It was said that Martin Luther... Um, the, the majority, or, or no, what was it say? Um, the content, now this is the way it was quoted in the book I read, the content of his depression was always the same. This is Martin Luther, the Martin Luther. The content of his depression was always the same. He lost faith that God was good, and he lost faith that God is good towards him. And I believe that we as Christians have lost that truth. Oh, we know it. We know it intellectually. Of course, God is good. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. And it's such this cliche thing, but we fail to live in the goodness of God because if I believe God is good, then my life should reflect that goodness. And sometimes it doesn't. And so the enemy gets into your our heads. Did God really say that? Are you sure that's what he meant? what he did to Eve in the garden. Because he, he really attacks the open. He really attacks head on. His minions are shrewd. They operate unseen. His strategies are designed for each and every one of us. He knows the buttons to push. But here is the good news. Maybe on earth, as far as in our humanity, Satan is much stronger than we are. in the heavenly places, again, he is small. He can't win. Now, we can lose, but he can't win. Does that make sense? We can lose the battle by giving in, by fighting the wrong enemy, but he can't win. And as far as created things, Satan and all the demonic minions of his owe their very existence to God, to Jesus. It says this in Colossians. 
for by him all things were created, talking about Jesus, in heaven and on earth, visible, invisible, whether thrones or dominions, rulers, authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Jesus is more powerful than our enemy, period. And not only that, not only is he more powerful because he created the fallen angel, not in the fallen state, but he defeated him once and for all on the cross. Victory is ours. This is what Colossians again says. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. This is, he knew the battle he had to fight. We need to know the battle that, that we have to fight. Their fate is, 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 is sealed. Like, like, like they don't get away with it. And yes, there's some overlap. There's, there's the kingdom now and the kingdom not yet. And we still have to do battle in the kingdom now, but the kingdom not yet is going to be amazing to talk about this. I'm going to have a full head of hair. I'm going to have abs instead of a ab. I'm going to look awesome. But again, I, I apologize. So, so, but, but our enemy is defeated. And so we don't, we don't go at our enemy with, with, with a, with a, man, I, I hope I can do this or I hope Jesus is with me. No, we go with, with confidence that we got this. He's already put him to shame, open shame for the world to see. And we just, we just come in and we're, we just clean up, really. But we give the enemy too much headspace, too much heart space, too much space in our lives. All in, all in, in the context of, of just, just that, 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 that uh, interior battle that we each have every day. All of the doubts, all of the questions, all of the you can't, you shouldn't, look what you did again. All of those things are from the enemy, and it causes us to doubt the goodness of God, not only the goodness of God, but the goodness of God towards us. And that is the biggest lie that I believe he wants us to get, get a hold of in our brains. Because if we doubt God's goodness, it, everything falls apart. Because the world doesn't feel very good right now, but God is still good. All right. Last but not least, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. We cannot fight this fight ourselves. We will fight in vain. We will lose. We cannot fight Satan. We cannot fight his minions. We have to fight with the strength of the Lord, the strength of the Holy Spirit. And then, and then, only then, we will be victorious. In 2 Corinthians, um, Paul talks about this messenger of Satan that was sent to harass him. And he, and he says, God, man, you, you got you to gotta do something about this. Three times he asked, hey, God, uh, hello, it's Paul down here. Remember, I'm going to write most of the New Testament. Um, I'm having this pain in my... And God says this. This is, what, this is God's answer. I love it. My grace is sufficient for you, Paul. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, and he goes on to say, I will boast in my weakness. This is Paul. See, we do battle by first acknowledging we got nothing to bring to the battlefields. And then, and then we invite the power of the Holy Spirit to, to not only come and invade us, but then to project out from us. See, this has to be a manifestation of light in the physical. We have to manifest the battle that we are going to do in the spiritual place so it manifests its, its consequences here in the physical, or it's just a waste of time because we're going to have to do things and make decisions in the physical, but if we're fighting the wrong, uh, we're fighting the wrong enemy, we're going to make the wrong decisions. We're going to make the wrong decisions. And then last but not least, uh, 
the last thing he says. We're to put on the full armor of God. That full armor includes truth and righteousness, the gospel of peace, uh, the gospel of peace, faith. As we talk about the battle that we're in as Christians, as individuals, and as a church, churches all over the world are in this battle. We're going to do it right. We're going to fight the way God is his tool. And I'm telling you, church, if we get a hold of this and we do battle in the spiritual realm with the tools that God gives us, this community is going to win. This community will win. And so, Lord, we thank you for the word that you've given us and the tools that we have to fight and so I just ask that you would uh, instill in us a passion, um, a passion for Holy Spirit. Instill in us a passion to be light in darkness. The light doesn't shine so bright in the light, but when it's in the darkness, boy, it illuminates everything. And let us stand firm in your truth, your righteousness, your grace, and your mercy. Pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Love you guys.